Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Job chapter 20. Then Zophar, the Namathite, replied, My troubled thoughts prompt me to answer because I am greatly disturbed. I hear a rebuke that dishonors me, and my understanding inspires me to reply. Surely you know how it has been from of old, ever since mankind was placed on the earth, that the mirth of the wicked is brief. The joy of the godless lasts but a moment. Though the pride of the godless person reaches to the heavens, his head touches the clouds, he will perish forever, like his own dung, and those who have seen him will say, Where is he? Like a dream he flies away, no more to be found, banished like a vision of the night. The eye that saw him will not see him again. His place will look on him no more. His children must make amends to the poor. His own hands must give back his wealth. The youthful vigor that fills his bones will lie with him in the dust. Though evil is sweet in his mouth, and he hides it under his tongue, though he cannot bear to let it go, and lets it linger in his mouth, yet his food will turn sour in his stomach. It will become the venom of serpents within him. He will spit out the riches he swallowed. God will make his stomach vomit them up. He will suck the poison of serpents. The fangs of an adder will kill him. He will not enjoy the streams, the rivers flowing with honey and cream. What he toiled for must be given back, uneaten. He will not enjoy the profit from his trading. For he has oppressed the poor and left them destitute. He has seized houses he did not build. Surely he will have no respite from his craving. He cannot save himself by his treasure. Nothing is left for him to devour. His prosperity will not endure. In the midst of his plenty, distress will overtake him. The full force of misery will come upon him. When he has filled his belly, God will vent his anger against him and rain down his blows on him. Though he flees from an iron weapon, a bronze-tipped arrow pierces him. He pulls it out of his back the gleaming point out of his liver. Terrors will come over him. Total darkness lies in wait for his treasures. A fire unfanned will consume him and devour what is left of his tent. The heavens will expose his guilt. The earth will rise up against him. A flood will carry off his house, rushing waters on the day of God's wrath. Such is the fate that God allots to the wicked the heritage appointed for them by God. And so Zophar is really upset and feels insulted that Job has rebuffed his arguments. And Zophar, um, like Bildad, feels that Job is getting what he deserves. And so he takes it a step further, saying, you deserve worse. And he outlines the worst. But first, um, he says that his heart is disturbed because... Uh, He's been rebuked, and it dishonors him. 
And so this is what inspires this stinging reply. He feels um, rebuked by Job and and, uh, feels like he's been slighted, that uh, he deserves more respect from Job and his opinion should carry more weight, etc. So he, like Bildad, says, Job is wicked. Job is godless. Verse 4, Surely you know how it has been from of old, ever since mankind was placed on the earth, that the mirth of the wicked is brief. The joy of the godless lasts but a moment. So Job, you're wicked and you're godless. And you may have um, had a smart alecky remark or two, but your humor is going to be consumed because of your wickedness. Verse 6, Though the pride of the godless person reaches to the heavens and his head touches the cloud, he will forever perish like his own dung. Those who have seen him will say, where is he? So he's predicting utter destruction for Job because of his wickedness and godlessness. He continues, like a dream he flies away, no more to be found, banished like a vision of the night. His bones will lie in the dust, he says. And then he he continues saying Job is essentially um, hiding his his real evil nature rather than confessing his sins as they've all told him to. Verse 12, though evil is sweet in his mouth and he hides it under his tongue, though he cannot bear to let it go and lets it linger in his mouth, Yet his food will turn sour in his stomach. It will become the venom of serpents within him. So Job's evil that he's hiding will become like a snake's venom, uh, consuming him even to a greater degree than he's already been consumed with his illness and his his poverty and misery and all these calamities that have come on him. He gives a direct accusation as to why um, or what this evil may be. Verse 19, he says, For he has oppressed the poor, and left them destitute. Now, he's he's being polite enough to say this evil person that he's alluding to has done this. But, of course, he's speaking to Job, so he's inferring Job has oppressed the poor and left them destitute. He has seized their houses. Surely he will have no respite from his craving. He cannot save himself by his treasure. Nothing is left for him to devour. His prosperity will not endure. Distress will overtake him. God will vent his burning anger against him, and he deserves it. This Job, um, you're getting what you deserve. You know, these these um, miseries are God's response to your evil behavior that you're lying about and you're really in, engaged in, and we don't know what it is. And then he says, the heavens will expose his guilt. <laughs> and of course, the, in the case of Job, the only guilt that's on him is he's blaming God for all of this. But um, uh, Zophar is convinced that um, the heavens are going to give Job his just due because he's wicked, he's lying, he's refusing to repent, and he's continuing to oppress poor people and do evil things that are just unthinkable. And this is his fate. This is what God always gives to the wicked. Therefore, Job is wicked. Lord, once again, uh, Zophar is judging by the, the sight of his eyes and by his previous experience. He's not judging by what you've said. He's not judging by what you have shown him. He's judging by what he feels is his, his great experience and wisdom in the, in the case of human nature and uh, the way that you relate to people. God, may we not fall prey to this. Help us, Lord, be those who comfort people who are in affliction. Even, Lord, those who have sinned, may we find redemptive ways to approach them. 
Help us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.